0: Sivan, the host of the Sensory Squirrel podcast, a place where you can come and listen to real talk about sensory processing disorder and other forms of disabilities. This is a safe space where we discuss evident and problematic issues such as lack of resources, support and community within the educational system for students with disabilities and their parents, caretakers or simply any person who cares and loves for them. Hey, everyone. This is Yvonne with the Sensory Squirrel Podcast. I am back after a short break. I had some vacation time scheduled, um, some days off here and there. So it was just a quick break, but now I'm back. Um, I'm back with episode three. So episode three, I kind of wanted to focus on something that... (laughs) It's it's, it's the center of the podcast, right? What is sensory processing disorder? So I realized after I put episode one and two out that I hadn't really explained what it is, right? Um, So yeah, I kind of just want to take a little bit of time. It's going to be a short little episode, um, just explaining what sensory processing disorder or issues are. And yeah, so let's get started. Okay, so Professionals often say that sensory processing issues or disorder um, is a term that uh, refers to trouble managing the information that comes in through the senses. Um, These issues are sometimes called the sensory processing disorder or sensory integration disorder, and they can have a huge impact on learning and everyday life, which is what we're currently experiencing with, um, with my son. And so But like, what does that look like, right? I've I've given a little bit of a recap or like an insight into what we've seen personally with my son. But so what does it look like overall, Um, especially in kids? So with kids, sometimes kids, um, they have trouble handling the information that their senses take in, right? So things like touch, uh, taste, sight, smell and sound. I think I got all of them, yeah. you know, they have trouble just processing those senses through their body. Um, there are also two other well, not well known um, areas that could be affected, and that's the uh, proprioception, hopefully I'm saying that correctly, um, which is a sense of body awareness, and the vestibular sense, which also involves the movement, the coordination, and the balance. So, um, you know, kids with uh, sensory processing issues, um, they either experience too much or too little stimulation through their senses. Um, and they may also have like trouble integrating or like difficulty integrating the sensory information. Um, so, like if a person's speaking, um, that might be out of sync for them, um, something that they hear. And and see at the same time may not, um, you know, all integrate and make sense for them, um, you know, and and that could cause um, some you know issues at school, which is what we were seeing um, with my son. So. Like I mentioned, so like the sensory processing problems or issues tend to come in two types, right? So like you're either it's too much, like over sensitive, or it's too little, under sensitive. And it's also common for children to experience both, both types, like they are over and under stimulated. Um, like, examples of that may be, like, refusal to wear clothes because it may feel some sort of way for them, scratchy, or, like, too tight. I, we often see that with my son and his shoes and his socks. Socks are have been, like, a huge thing throughout the years. Um, uh, they may be unable to deal with the bright lights or loud noise, like the ambulance sirens, or another big one that for my son is the fireworks, which is kind of weird, because sometimes he's okay with it. But oftentimes, he's not like it's too much for him. So like, that's why I say like, sometimes it may be a combination of both, you know, an overstimulation and an under stimulation that you may see. Um, uh, being distracted by the background noise that they can't see um they may avoid hugs or they may seek hugs um they may be kind of scared of doing things on the playground equipment for instance my son was has it's still to this day um is a little bit fearful with getting on the playground swing um he does it now but he he does it maybe for like about a minute and he only just recently learned how to how to get on the swing and do the swinging process um Climbing is another one. He was kind of afraid of climbing, had a little bit of difficulty with that. So he's just now cautiously learning how to, you know, be confident and not fearful of going down and up the stairs. Uh, What else, what else? Um, They could bump into things or people and appear really clumsy and that, you know, like bumping into people sometimes could cause problems, especially at school, which is what we see sometimes. Not that he does it purposely, it's just that sometimes it it happens, you know? Um, Those are, are, by the way, those are examples of like hypersensitive things for children. So like if you do now, if we look at the hyposensitive, which is the, you know, the under sensitive um, domain, um, they usually wanna seek out, these kids usually wanna seek out more stimulation and i feel like this is this is my son and it's been confirmed with occupational therapy and his evaluation and everything so like for example he has like a need to constantly want to touch people or textures even when you know we tell him to stop or it's not really like socially acceptable that has caused a lot of issues at school not really understanding like what does personal space mean you know even when the kids the same age are old enough to understand it. So like for him, he doesn't understand that personal boundary or that personal space that he's supposed to provide between himself and someone else. Like, It's almost like he, he just doesn't understand it. Um, he does, like he's super strong and he loves to rough house and play and he's very fidgety and he's unable to sit. Sometimes when he's, you know, overly playful he doesn't realize how strong he is so you have to like kind of give him reminders to be gentle and you know when he's playing with you otherwise it just you know he just doesn't realize the capacity of his strength um they could jump like they love to jump and bump and crash into things oh my goodness my son loves crashing into onto the floor onto the couch he loves jumping up and down um, he's, he's constantly on the move. Um, he also, you know, the kids can also crave like that fast spinning and intense movement. He likes doing that, especially in OT occupational therapy. They have this swing that just spins, 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 and he loves it. Um, another thing too, that, uh, children who are oversensitive or hyposensitive may want is, um, or enjoy they may enjoy like a deep pressure hug, like those tight bear hugs. And my son loves that. I mean, loves it. He loves being hugged super tight. Another thing that he likes us doing is he'll grab my hands and just put um, my hands over his ears. And tight, tight, tight pressure. Um, I guess it makes him feel good and safe. But that's another thing that you may see with children who are um, hypo overly sensitive. Um he loves jumping on furniture, that's another one, trampoline, so a trampoline may be a good way to, you know, help with, with that. Um, so yeah, those are just some examples of what, what SPD or sensory processing disorder may look like um, with children who are overly or under, uh, overly sensitive, hypersensitive, or o- undersensitive, hyposensitive. <laughs> I feel like I'm using both words interchangeably and it's getting confusing (laughs) as I'm speaking, but hopefully everyone understands um, what I'm trying to convey. Um, I guess another thing that we've seen is, you know, there is an issue, not really an issue, is just that sometimes my son may have, like if he's overstimulated or understimulated with the the sensory issues, he may have tantrums. um, And sometimes these Tantrums can really lead to extreme behaviors, um, like screaming or throwing violent tantrums when getting dressed. Oh, my goodness, getting dressed is such a problem in the morning. Brushing his teeth is like a 20 minute thing for us. Um, he doesn't like getting water in his face, and that's another big one that you may see like that. He has like a meltdown over that. Um, You know, the the change of environment, um, that is another one that I noticed too, that could um, spark a tantrum, a sensory tantrum. So like he could be in a quiet setting and he's fine with that, but if he goes to a store, which by the way, he doesn't like going to any kind of store and um, it probably has to do with the Um, noise and you know all the people and all that stuff and all the stuff there to look at Um, so I usually order um, groceries online (laughs) Um, and yeah so yeah you know the kids may have uh, sensory tantrums and and it could get aggressive Um, you know sometimes you just have to be careful because that flight or flight Response or uh, yeah, fight or flight response. What is this? Fight, flight, or flight? Fight or flight response could kick in too, and like they may just want to bolt. And if you're in a public setting, that could be kind of dangerous, especially like if you're at a park or you know, like there's a parking lot. And, you know, they they could just bolt, running, and yeah, so that could create a dangerous situation. Um, I'm trying to think what else what else I guess that's just the you know I guess the gist of it kind of just like a little snippet overview of what sensory processing disorder is and what it kind of looks like you know um in future episodes I'm gonna go into more detail like how SPD uh SPD could affect um, children in the school setting. That's a big one. That's a very big one. And I feel like that needs a lot more time dedicated to, you know, go through the points of how what that looks like and, you know, what kind of challenges you could potentially experience with the school. And, um, yeah. So, but this one, I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. And I am in the process of setting up my sensory Um, Squirrel website. And my goal is to have some really cool resources on there for, um, you know, everyone to access. So be on the lookout for that. And I'm going to cut this short and... Wish everyone a great weekend and thank you for taking time to listen to my little podcast. Hopefully one day um, I'll be able to reach a larger audience and we could build a community where we could just, you know, provide support for each other or just talk with each other. And um, yeah. All right. Bye.